Welcome to RCCG, Jesus Worship Centre, Brisbane, Queensland. A place of God's word, power and praise. Where Christ's love reigns, champions are raised, dreams come true. Listen and God bless you. the honor we give you all the adoration for giving us life for giving us health and for giving us the privilege to gather your presence today to rejoice and to thank you for your faithfulness faithfulness in our lives faithfulness in your church faithfulness to our nations father accept our thanks in the name of jesus thank you again for your church rccg jesus worship center here in brisbane Thank you for starting your church. Thank you for growing your church. Thank you for enlarging our coast. And thank you for what I've been doing since we entered these premises today. Father, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Father, as we go to your word, the power in your word, let it reach us in the name of Jesus. Let your word transform our lives today in the name of Jesus. Let your word take us from where we are to where we ought to be in the name of Jesus. Father, the reason why you have brought us to this land, make it clearer today to us in the name of Jesus. And help us to fulfill that purpose in the name of Jesus. In every life today, Lord, please let that be a miracle. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father in heaven. We pray again for all your children who are serving you here, both in the past and those who are still serving you here. Please bless them abundantly in the name of Jesus. Don't let their labors be in vain. In the name of Jesus. And when you do the final marking, when you come to do the final marking, please mark all of us right. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's take our seats. The Lord bless you mightily. I welcome every one of us to God's presence in Jesus' name. Okay, the choir, God bless you. Let's clap for the choir. Always leading us to God's presence. 
The Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. I uh, want to appreciate our pastors who are currently serving here for the great work that God is doing through them. And I pray that God will bless them mightily and renew their strength in Jesus' name. I want to also appreciate all our past pastors who have served here. Some of them will be here today. In case some of them are not here, the Lord will honor them wherever they are. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to congratulate all the ministers, all the workers, and heads of departments in this place for what God has been doing through you in the past 12 years. That God started the church in a very simple and uh, small way. But we thank God for where we are today and where He's still taking us. I want to thank our brother who has come, Pastor Andrew. Thank God for that mighty challenge you give to us. We know and will fulfill the reason why God brought us here in Jesus' name. And to our president in Queensland, Nigerian community, the Lord will honor you, sir, and bless you in Jesus' name. In your time, there'll be no more evil. In the name of Jesus. Now, the topic or the theme that the Lord has given to us to look at as part of this anniversary is simply glory. And uh, when the team came to my mind, when our pastor asked us to send the team, I was thinking God would say, glory this, glory that. So I started to pray, God, what exactly do you want us to say here today? Because I know there's a lot to say about the word glory. You can stand there and be talking about God himself, who is the king of glory. You can talk about the unstoppable glory. You can talk about from glory to glory and several things about glory. But simply, the Lord said I should just share with us on the glory ahead. So that's what we'll be looking at in a couple of minutes. And I know God will send this word to us in Jesus' name. Glory ahead. Let's open our Bibles to the book of First Corinthians, chapter 2. And I'll read from verse 9 to 12. First Corinthians, chapter 2. From verse 9 to 12. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. And the Bible says, First Chronicles chapter 2, from verse 9 to 12. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor hear had, nor have entered into the heart of man. The things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. May the Lord bless you of his words in Jesus' name. Glory ahead. I'll be focusing as briefly as possible on four things. Number one, we look at the word glory, what it means. Then we'll look at how can we discover the glory ahead. 
How can we discover the glory ahead? Then number three, we want to look at what will the assurance of a glory ahead do to us as individuals and even as a church. We have a glimpse of the glory ahead of us. What will that help us to do? And finally, we'll be looking at what to do so that we can enter the glory ahead of us. Again, put as individuals and even as a church. I pray today that God will do something in our lives in Jesus' name. None who has entered this place will go out without a single miracle in the name of Jesus. So let's just pay attention to the word of God because God works by his word. And as his word comes out this morning, the word will do us good in Jesus' name. When we talk about the word glory, there are two ways we can look at it. We can look at it from the angle of man and then from the angle of God. So let's begin with the more important one, which is looking at it from the angle of God. Glory is an attribute of God. He's the king of glory, as I said earlier, and he's the one who gives glory to men. So he is the one who is the king of glory. Now glory is a shiny beauty. A beauty that is so bright, so shiny that you cannot even look at it physically because it can blind the eye. And I think God gave a glimpse of that to the man called Saul of Tarsus while he was breathing persecution, going to Damascus, to go and persecute God's children. The Bible says as he was about to get in here, a light shone from heaven. A light above the sun in the new day, at noon in the day. And that light blinded him. You can find that one in Acts chapter 9 from verse 1 to 9. And I pray that there are some of us or one or two of us today who are still arguing with God Maybe you are even persecuting God quietly without you knowing what you are doing. I pray that today God will bring you back to yourself so that you no more resist God in Jesus' name. Because when his glory comes, it can do two things. It can even shine on you to make you brighter or it can blind. But thank God a few days later, things changed with that man and he began to see he had a new destiny. Now, still talking about glory from the angle of God, we can refer to glory as the praise and honor that is due to God. The praise and the honor that is due to God. And thank God for our praise worship team today. I think they've done a great job helping us to talk about the glory and to give this praise to God. In Isaiah chapter 42, God said, verse 8, he said, I will not share my glory with anyone or give my praise to any graven image. God does not share his glory with anyone. And that's why I always appeal to people, when God is using you, be careful. Don't ascribe any glory to yourself. He does not share his glory with anyone. And my prayer is that we will be humble. We will never share God's glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, from the human angle, glory also has a lot of dimensions. We can look at it as the level of greatness 
that God has in mind for you and for me as individuals. We are God's plans to take you to your future. He has an element of purpose and glory for everyone he has created. He made us for a purpose. And I pray that we will discover that purpose and fulfill it in Jesus' name. The problem with man, many of us, is that we don't even discover that purpose. And few who discover also miss it because some things come in to distort their destiny. That will be our portion in Jesus' name. Of course, when we look at the word ahead, that one is very simple to understand. It refers to something that is yet to happen. Something that is yet to happen. For example, if I say this morning there is somebody here, and I say your best is yet to come. I don't know who say amen to that one. So my best is still ahead. And the best is yet to come. Ahead means something that is yet to come. Of course, I can also refer to somebody, a forerunner, like John the Baptist, that God sent to go ahead of Jesus to tell the world, I'm sending my son to the world very soon. I pray that whatever area of our life that we must experience a new dimension of glory, God will reveal to us this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, what I found is that there are many people, one way or the other, the enemy will do everything he wants to do to make sure that they never discovered and they never fulfill. The devil will try what he can try. But I also thank a God who is greater than the enemy, who will ensure that whatever the enemy does, that man, that man still fulfills that destiny, that greatness. And I pray that will be people God will defend so that we fulfill our destiny in Jesus' name. Amen. There are several personalities we could look at in the Bible, but which time may not permit us to, to, uh, to, to look at. But one thing we know is that when God says there's a glory ahead of somebody, he will defend that person and make sure that he or she gets there. So we are confident that when God says there's a glory ahead of us, we will get there in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Now, what are we going to do, or how do we discover even that glory in the first place? Let me, let me, let me just uh, move to that one so that we can save time. How do we discover the glory of God for our life? The first thing is by revelation. By revelation. And when I talk about revelation, it can come in various ways. It can come, for example, when you are reading the word of God. I had the testimony of a young lady who got up to become a Christian very early in her life. So she was finishing grade 12, which we call grade 12 here. And she was asking God, God, what do I become in life? She prayed for weeks. No answer came, according to the story. Then one day she was in the bathroom, bathing and praising God. And she just at God said, I've already spoken to you what you want to be. And she looked around, when did you speak? Where did you speak? 
And then God told her, she read Romans chapter 14, verse 12. Romans chapter 14, verse 12. But what the Holy Spirit reminded her of. And what was in Romans chapter 12, uh, chapter 14, verse 12? We will all give account of our lives to God. God, what are you saying? Today, that woman is a chartered accountant. She got her destiny on the pages of the Word of God by revelation. You can also get the glimpse of the glory ahead by an encounter with God. Still under revelation. God can give you a revelation by a personal encounter. And then later I will be sharing my own testimony as we go in this meeting. We can discover the glory ahead by revelation. Now, the man Joseph had a dream. In fact, two successive dreams. Genesis chapter 37 from verse 5 to 11. The man saw himself. People bowed that to him. And that was the beginning of several things in his life. We know that at the end of the day, he got there. My prayer is that when God reveals your greatness to you, he will take you there in Jesus' name. Some of us are familiar with the story of Moses himself. How he was by the bunny bush. He saw something bunny. It was in the experience that God spoke to him. He would go to Egypt. He would do this, he would do that. And eventually he fulfilled it. Encounter with God by revelation. I can go on and on and give you stories in the Bible. We can also discover our glory ahead by diligence and faithfulness. Diligence and faithfulness. When we are diligent and faithful in what God has asked us to do, it will begin to take us nearer and nearer where he wants us to be. And I pray for those of us who are in this church that God will make you to be more committed. Not just committed to the church, but committed to Christ. Because he's the one who can take you to where you ought to be. It's in Luke chapter 16, Luke chapter 16, from verse 10 to 13. Our Lord Jesus Christ was talking about faithfulness there. And he said, if his man is faithful in something small, God will enlarge his coast. I pray that God will help us to be faithful in Jesus' name. The third way we can discover our, the glory ahead is by watchfulness. What I call watchfulness. Watchfulness. In Genesis chapter 39, from verse 7 to 9, Genesis 39, 7 to 9, again is the story of Joseph. The wife of the master came to him, please come and sleep with me. And the man said, I can't do that evil and sin against God. Thank God the man was watchful. Now many of us will think the it is just an affair that could last 10 minutes, 5 minutes, and it will be over. But it's not so. It is far, far more than that. When the devil, more or less, was asking that woman to seduce this young man called Joseph, the devil was targeting many things in his life. Number one, the devil was targeting the presence of God in the life of Joseph. The presence of God. Earlier in Genesis chapter 39, 
on several pages of that chapter, or several verses, the Bible says, and God was with Joseph. And God was with Joseph almost four times in the chapter. So the devil knows that just a little sin will take the presence of God away. And that man will have lost everything. Because it is God's presence that made the difference in his life. I pray that nothing will take God's presence from us in Jesus' name. But beyond that, there was a great glory ahead of Joseph. That the enemy was also out to steal. If he had made the mistake of sleeping with that woman, that would have been the end of his destiny. We will never get to the palace. He will never be the prime minister. And that's what the devil is trying to do to many of us today. Trying to lure us into sin because he knows there's a glory ahead. But he will fail in our lives in Jesus' name. I said Satan will fail in your life and he will fail in my life in Jesus' name. What will the assurance of glory ahead do to us? If I now know there's a glory ahead of me, or we know that there's a glory ahead of us, what will that assurance do to us? Number one, it should give us focus. If you know where you're going, you don't allow anything, whether human or power or money, to distract you. If there's any prayer, God has helped me to pray more in the last couple of years. A prayer I pray every day is that God, please don't let anything and anyone take your presence away from me. Whoever, wherever. Because I know there are many things that can take God's presence away from a person. And when God's presence leaves a person, the person is empty. I pray that nothing will take God's presence away from you in Jesus' name. Focus. Know who you are. Know where you are going. And don't let anything or anyone to distract you. Number two, knowing that there's a glory ahead of you will help you to maximize the allocation of your limited resources. The allocation of your limited resources, particularly your time. There are some people, the story of what happened in 2019th century is in their head. If you just allow them the space in your life, they can arrest you and tell you stories that is not even relevant to your destiny. They are time stealers. And we must be careful about them. Time, money, everything. Thank God for the challenge Pastor Andrew has thrown to us. Many of us think we are just in Australia because we are looking for greener pasture. Very good. Or to make a bigger career. No problem about that. Not a sin at all. But beyond that, God has brought us here for a purpose. Many times, particularly those who are migrants from Nigeria, I've always challenged me, Melbourne, where we live. When we complain about what we see in Australia today, I said, we don't have to complain. We should thank God that we are here. Why? Because God knew Australia would be like this before he brought us here in a time like this. And God has given us the true gospel, RCCG. Like our Sunday school teacher said, 
Other than the brethren fighting, looking at what somebody wear, which or somebody built, have not built. We are so distracted, rather than knowing that we are here for the souls of people here. And I pray that God will give us that understanding. So God has, as God planted, I was just smiling when our brother mentioned Esther. God planted Esther in the palace because he knew what a man would do in future. So God brought us here because he knew what Australia would be in a time like this. And this gospel must go around this country. In the name of Jesus Christ. And God will use us in Jesus' name. Thank God for the little we have done. We are going to do more. And God will open more doors in Jesus' name. So, focus. Then manage the resources very well, especially your time. Number three, it will deliver you from diversion and distractions. Diversion and distraction. When you know where you are going, you don't allow any diversion. You don't allow any distraction. Number four, it will give you inner strength to persevere. No matter the persecution. Well, you know where you are going. That's a resilience that God will give you. And nothing will discourage you. Nothing will divert you. You can see several examples in the scriptures. Because people knew where they were going. God did not allow them to be distracted. My brother Joseph's story is another one. By the time we get to Genesis chapter 45... From verse 1 to 8, he told his brothers who had been at his neck to kill him, who could not kill him, who threw him to the dead. And eventually, so when they came, he said, thank you for all you have done. You were in fact pushing me to my destiny. Praise the Lord. <laughs> he said, thank you for everything you have done to me. Now I am a father unto Pharaoh. He said, you meant evil for me, but God has turned it to good. Because he was focused. He did not allow anything to distract him. That focus of where he was going, the glory ahead, made it to be resilient till he got there. I pray that God will give us that inner strength to you in Jesus' name. Of course, when you know there's a glory ahead of you, it will help you to cling more to God. Even when men forsake you, you will cling up to the one because he's the one who can take you to where he wants to take you to. And he will take us there in Jesus' name. What are we to do so that we can enter the glory ahead? What are we to do if we want to enter the glory ahead of us? Number one, we must know our God genuinely. Know your God genuinely. I'll be saying more about that as we've gone through. In Daniel chapter 11, Verse 32, we know what is there. Many of us know what is there. The Bible says, those who know their God, they shall be strong and they will do exploits. Those who know their God. I pray that we who claim to be God's children will know the God we belong to. We know him genuinely. Like I was trying to say in the Sunday school, the best way to know this God it's just to pick your Bible. Be closer to the Word of God. Be closer to the, this is an era we must return people back to the Word of God. Let people 
encourage people around you to open the Bible and spend time with the Bible. That's the way to, to really know him. And God will help us in Jesus' name. Now, as individuals, will be telling us some things we need to do in order to enter the glory ahead. But first, know your God genuinely. Number two, make obedience your watchword. Make obedience your watchword. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. The Bible says, if you are willing and you are obedient, you will eat the good of the land. If you are willing and you are obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Be obedient and make obedience your watchword. What I've discovered in my little work with God is that God is no respecter of persons. Any man in any nation who will fear him and do what is right in his eyes, that man will be accepted. If a father disobeys God, the son obeys God, God will honor the son and pass the father by. He will pass him by. He is no respecter of persons. Acts chapter 10, verse 34 to 35 says that. Acts 10, 34 to 35. What else must we do? We must be diligent. We must be faithful. I already talked about that. Be diligent. Be faithful. Whatever God puts in your hand to do, do it with all your heart and then leave the results to him. Of course, again, we must be very watchful. Be watchful. Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. Be watchful. First Peter chapter 5, from verse 7 to 9. First Peter 5, 7 to 9. Abu says, cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, for this God is there to defend you against the adversary, the devil, who is prowling around. May God help us in Jesus' name. Now, I have something I have in my notes which I call practical hints on glory ahead. That's why I said I would talk to us as individuals. As an individual, what is the glory ahead of you? It could be in your career. It could be in your family. It could be in your business. What is that glory? What is the next level God wants to take you to? You can discover it as you study the word of God. I keep on repairing to the importance of the word of God. That is where you can also discover your destiny. Of course, you can encounter God personally. You know, which is what I said I will share with us. By God's grace, I met Jesus Christ on the 8th of July, 1981. Just yesterday, it became 42 years. I met Jesus to the glory of God. But it was 1990, you know, I was in the United Kingdom studying. I was preparing to take on a PhD program. I was doing my research in the library, and for three days, I couldn't concentrate. So I was wondering, ah, what is happening? I've been doing this thing before. But it was that weekend that the Lord arrested me. He said, I brought you to the United Kingdom not to prepare for a PhD program, but to prepare you to go and be a missionary for me in East Africa. And that changed the course of my life for the better. Because if I stood there at fifth PhD, of course, I wanted to take a job with the World Bank. That was my ambition. 
And God said, that's not my life for you. Today, thank God I answered him. <laughs> and he has been taking me around the world because of the gospel. So, you can encounter God and discover your personal destiny. That's where I'm going. It is possible. Because God loves you, he has a purpose for your life. And I pray that as you discover, you also pursue it in Jesus' name. I would have been hearing about Australia on the map if I did not become a missionary. Even if I come as a lecturer in the university, I would not be doing what I'm doing now. And that's very, very unlikely. But discovering the purpose of God, I began to study, read about missions, read several works of people who have lived before, and that broadened my capacity. And today, I don't regret that I answered God's call. There's a glory ahead of you. You can discover it, and with God's help, you can pursue it and fulfill it. And I pray that God will help every one of us in Jesus' name. Now, as a church, what is the glory ahead of us? As a church in Queensland, we thank God for the little seed God sowed to start this church 12 years ago. And the way God has made this church to grow, not just this parish, but you have spread, and you are still spreading across the land. But given the vision of RCCG that we belong to, if I ask you as a congregation today, how many branches of RCCG do you think we need in Queensland? I don't know if anybody can answer me. Just make a guess. Speak out now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. How many branches of this church do you think we need in this big state of Australia called Queensland? Just say something. <laughs> 1,000. Thank you. 40,000. <laughs> okay, well, whatever your guess, what I'm trying to say is that there's a glory ahead of us. We have a lot of work to do in this land. And God can help us. And somebody will say amen to that. Amen. He can help us. When this church started, it was as if it did not even survive. But 12 years have passed. God has been making the church to grow. And uh, beyond even expanding to have branches, as individual member of the church, there's a spiritual glory ahead of you. Amen. Now, Pastor, Pastor Andrew was talking about all of us going out to win souls. That's power that God has deposited in you that wants to manifest in this land. Something struck me recently. I was just reading Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And the Bible said there, and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you'll be my witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and uttermost part of the world. It was done my, one of my morning meditations. I just dropped my Bible. I was thinking. I said, when was I baptized by the Holy Spirit? And my mind went to one Sunday, January 12th. I mean, January 10th, 1982. I said, did I, I spoke in tongues on that day. Did I really receive power? I began to ask myself. And I said, okay, so this passage is not saying I will receive power. I have received power. I need now to be manifesting that power. Everywhere I go, 
And that can also happen to you. Study the Bible. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Things you think are in the future may have already happened to you that God wants you to begin to manifest. My prayer is that you will discover that and God will anoint you in Jesus' name. There are gifts of the Holy Spirit, there are fruit of the Holy Spirit that God wants to begin to manifest through you. Whether in your office, whether in your neighborhood, anywhere you go. I'll just give you a simple testimony, then we go and pray before we go to the second part of the meeting. We are trying to acquire a property for the church in Melbourne. And I went to the office of the agent. Normally, I wear an evangelism dress, which God used my wife to design. We call it a dress. So I was wearing it. So I went to that office, and I started coming out with over, you know, roll on me. And a man was waiting to see the man, you know, I went to visit. And instead of this man following the officer to his office, he said, I want to go with this man. I've never met him. So, we discussed, and he followed me to the church office. As we entered the church office, this elderly man just started crying. I was surprised. I said, what is the matter? And he said, I have only one daughter. That daughter is in a psychiatric, psychiatric ward in Melbourne. I was so compassionate. I was so, I felt so much for him. I said, I will follow you to the hospital. To the glory of God, we followed this man to the hospital. We saw the lady. We prayed with her. The following day, she was discharged. To the glory of God. And eventually, God helped us to lead this lady to the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, she's a graduate of our Bible college in this church today. God transformed her life. So there is a glory ahead of you. That's power that God wants to use through you to walk in this land. And I pray that God will anoint you for that purpose today in Jesus' name. There is an ultimate glory ahead. And that one is reigning with Jesus Christ. The question then is, how many of us here will be qualified for that glory? We can do things in the church. We can even win souls outside. But if we miss that ultimate glory, everything will be a waste. So this morning, I want us to rise up on our feet. We're talking about glory ahead. You know, as an individual, where you want God to take you to next. You know, as a church, we, are, we want God to take us to next. I want you to bow your heads and begin to talk to this God. Thank him for bringing you here. And if for whatever reason, whether we are here physically or, spirit, or joining online, we have not genuinely known Jesus Christ. Let's ask him to come to our heart. Invite him to your heart. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13, Bible says, he that covereth the sin shall not prosper. But those who confess and forsake, they will receive mercy. It means anybody who continues to live in sin cannot experience glory. Only shame. But when we live sin, we say, Jesus, forgive me. I come to you. I receive you to my heart. We move from 
a future that is full of shame to a future that is full of glory. So you can receive Jesus Christ here today. Just simply ask him, Jesus, come into my heart. I want to be born again. I know I've been living in so many things. I know it's wrong. I don't want to do that, but I find myself doing that. Apostle Paul says, there's a power that is working in every man's life that cannot be overcome by that person, only by Jesus. So you can ask Jesus, come into my heart and give me power over that thing that pushes me to go and do that which is evil. You may be young, you may be old. Jesus is here to save you. So talk to him, Lord Jesus, save my soul today. And if you have already known him, tell him, I want to know you more. I want to know your plan for my life. I want to know your plans for my future. So let's bow our head and begin to talk to him. If you are here, you want to say, Jesus, please come into my heart this morning. You can lift up your hands to him to tell him you are serious about what decision you are taking. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man, old or young, hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. So it's beside you there, asking you to open the door of your heart to him so that he can come in and save you give you power above sin. Talk to him. It's your personal life. Only Jesus died for you. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4 verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other. For there's no other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. Salvation is a must. And only Jesus Christ paid the price of sin so that man can be saved. So talk to Jesus this morning. Please come into my heart. I want genuine salvation. Forgive me all my sins. Let your blood wash me today. Give me a new beginning. I'll do so for you. Did it for me 42 years ago and I have no regrets. He can save you this morning. And if you are backsliding, he can also restore you. All you need to tell him is that you are sorry for that backsliding track you followed. Ask him to show you mercy today. He will restore you. He is the great restorer. as children, let's begin to ask him to make that glory ahead clearer unto us. That purpose for which he created us. Let's ask him that he will make it clearer to us. If you have not known it, ask him to reveal it to you. Whether you study his word, or when you lie down at night, he can reveal things to you. And then ask him to give you the grace to pursue it till you fulfill it. Tell him to give you victory over anything and everything that can derail you from fulfilling his purpose for your life. Whatever or whoever you might want to use, ask him to make you watchful. Ask him to make you focused. in the midst of his purpose for your life but things are happening you are getting discouraged don't be discouraged ask him to give you grace to pursue that until you fulfill it 
as a church, let's begin to thank to God. Let's thank Him for where we are and where He's taking us to. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it come to the heart of man. What God has in mind, I thank God He has revealed them by His Spirit. I believe His Spirit is already speaking to you this morning through His Word. That's a glory ahead of you. There's a glory ahead of us as a church. Even as a nation, the nation of Australia, there's a glory ahead of this nation. Because the Bible tells us that the glory of the latter house will be greater than the former one. We once learned that this land, when people don't go to church on Sunday, police will arrest. At present, if you go to church, they are almost arresting you. Where are you going? But God will restore the glory of this land. It's called the great south land of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit must possess this land back. That's the glory ahead of Australia. The redemptive purpose of Australia must be fulfilled. And Australia and RCCG is part of that team that will fulfill the glory of this land. So let's ask, Lord, make your way clearer in this land. Uh, and my part in it, help me to know it, help me to fulfill it. And it will empower us to fulfill it in the name of Jesus. you can lift up your hand to him to say Jesus I'm coming to you today or I'm asking you for restoration he sees your hand, he sees you where you are even as we include you in this prayer I want to pray now I believe God himself will do that great work that he needs to do in your heart to receive you to his kingdom to empower you to be a true child of God and to also restore you if you are backslidden want us to join you to pray for salvation raise up your hand to him and if it's for restoration you can also raise up your hand unto him he's the savior, he's the restorer thank you my father we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor thank you because Lord Jesus we want to shed your blood that men might come to your knowledge that men might be saved thank you for bringing us to that knowledge and we have shared that knowledge of salvation with your people here today as many as are backsliding, they're asking for restoration, restore them. As many as are wanting to come to you for the first time, Father, please have mercy upon them and forgive them all their sins. You said there's no one who can come unto you unless those who have drawn. Thank you for those who are drawing, both physically here and those online. Give them genuine salvation, forgive them all their sins. As they open their heart unto you, my Father, today, enter such life translate them from darkness to light in the name of the Lord Jesus Father we thank you pray Lord that we empower your children in this assembly today for the great work you have ahead of us Father we worship you the ultimate glory we will not miss it blessed be your name our Father in Jesus mighty name we pray uh, I apologize I have to stop you because this said please have your seat just for one or two minutes 
before we go on, I was told that uh, the meeting today will have two aspects. We will have what is called anointing to accompany the message today. And uh, when I talk about anointing, I always encourage people to understand what anointing is about and to also have personal requests that time, whatever we are doing for alternative service too. Now, anointing is a form of uh, using oil to pray for people. Oil that has been prayed upon. So we use it to touch our head or our hand and believe in God that uh, God's power will flow into our lives. Now, the oil represents many things in the Bible. And one of the things the oil represents is the Holy Spirit. So we believe that when we are anointed, the power of God also comes into our life afresh. Now we know the power in that oil or that God has put in oil. Oil has power to lubricate. You know, and the oil also has power to remove friction and noise. When the door of your house is making noise and you put a little oil at the hinges, the noise will stop because friction is reduced. So today, as you are anointed, I don't know in what area of your life you want God to do something. Whether to lubricate your life to make your upward movement easier or to remove any friction in your life or any noise people are making of Satan is making over your life. Any controversy. When they mention your name for promotion, something we say, don't give him. Don't give her. Because some people are hugging about your future. That will stop today in Jesus' name. Or if you have been having some dreams, and many things have been happening in your life. A man who said he had a dream, he was driving a reverse gear. And not so so, he was demoted in his office. And so on and so forth. Things happen when we lie there. So today, the anointing of God will come upon you. Amen. And it will come upon me too. Amen. And to destroy every yoke over our lives. In the name of Jesus. So they will tell us how we come forward. But when you have been prayed for, anointed, just go back to your seat and begin to talk to God. What specific things want the anointing of today to do in your life? To me, I know the anointing will take me to the glory ahead. I don't know about you. But he will do something specific in my life in the name of Jesus. Please, my help me bring the oil in the back. Thank you, sir.
to please be on mommy's side to make us faster okay okay thank you man the lord we are not you all and make all of you great in the name of jesus christ god will take evil far away from you all in the name of jesus and god will multiply you in number and make you a blessing to your generation so those of us who are adults we can the ushers will tell us how to come forward
Rest up on our feet. One or two prayer points I want us to pray. I believe God has spoken to us in various ways today, both in the message we've just had and even through the worship songs, through the prayers and various teachings. As a prayer I had from a woman of God yesterday, which touched my heart. I don't know if some of us already some of us already had that prayer, but it just struck me this morning that it's a prayer we need to pray for ourselves, even as a congregation. And that prayer is that God will make our lives to be aligned with the word of God, with the ways of God, and with the will of God, so that we can fulfill our destiny. Very simple but very profound prayers. Because when our lives are aligned with the word of God, the rest of the journey will be simple. So this morning I want you to open your mouth and say, Lord, please let my life be aligned with your word. Let the life of my family, my wife, my spouse, my children be aligned with your will and with your word. And help me to fulfill my destiny. That glory ahead of me, help me to reach it. Let's pray for ourselves. Father Almighty, I bring my life unto you this morning. Let my life be aligned with your word, with your will, with your way. Help me to fulfill my destiny. Let the life of my children be aligned with your word, with your will. Let the life of my wife be aligned with your will, with your way. So that we can all fulfill our destiny. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, please let my life be aligned with your will with your word, with your way. I want to reach that glory ahead of me. Please align my life with your word, with your will, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Finally, to reach the glory ahead, there will be people God will plant along the way to help us. Some of them may even do things that may appear to be injuring us, but those things will push us to our destiny. So I've got to pray for yourself this morning that as I go into this week, please Lord, send me destiny helpers. Everywhere I go, let destiny helpers locate me. Please turn that into prayer. Lord, as I enter this new week, please send me destiny helpers. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Everywhere I go, Please put destiny helpers along my way so that I can reach that glory ahead of me. Even as a church, please, in this land, connect us with people that will help us to reach this land for you. We are grateful, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And so, our Father in heaven, we thank you once again for your church. Thank you for greater years ahead of us years of testimonies years of spiritual growth years of physical expansion and years of blessing upon our lives 
Father, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. I've shared a little of your mind with your people this morning. You are the king of glory. The power to reach that glory ahead of us, please pour upon us this morning in the name of Jesus. By the reason of the anointing you have upon us, Lord, let every yoke be destroyed. Let every yoke of sickness be destroyed. Yokes of poverty be destroyed. Yokes of inability to do what is right, let it be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Father, we are that there be no way. We are that appears to have been no way. But the reason of this anointing, please open doors for us. In the name of Jesus. And anyone you have chosen to use to take us to where we ought to be, please bring them along our way. And open our eyes to recognize them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you again for all we have been using your church here. Please anoint us afresh for greater exploits in your kingdom. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, the ultimate glory is reigning with you. Please don't let us miss it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Praise the Lord. May you see the God bless you. read earlier is also my own text of thanksgiving Psalm 107 verses 1 to 3 107 not yeah give thanks unto the Lord for his good for his mercy endureth forever 
Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. If the Lord has redeemed you at all, give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. He has redeemed us from our sins. He has saved us. And by the reason of that, we are qualified to proclaim to the world the salvation, the testimony of our salvation. He gathered us out of all lands. Someone came from the north, someone came from the east, someone came from the south, somebody from the center. We are all gathered into the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the kingdom of our Father. And that's where we're going to be rejoicing forever. Amen. How many of you will be there? Hallelujah. You know what joy is. Do you know what joy is? This world has turmoil. Turmoil. If you are rejoicing, even you that you are rejoicing, you are hearing a bad news that is making you unhappy because of that. There is up and down here. But when we get to that kingdom, there shall be no more sorrow. So, for the blessings we are receiving, it is so journey. For the blessings, for the favors, for the helps, for the mercies of God, we want to give him thanks. It is important to thank him he never stops working. Jesus Christ, our Lord, he says, My Father, walketh hitherto, and I do what? I work. Even now, he's making intercession for us. How much prayer do you think you can pray for yourself? That would be enough for yourself, for your children, for your husband, for everything, your work, your career, to make it to the ultimate glory. You can't do anything. The prayers of Christ is what we are enjoying. So it's working. We need to give him thanks. Those who want to pay their tithes also, you know what tithe is? Your offerings also, the one you say, Lord, from what you have given to me, I'm bringing a little for you. So we are thanking God for making us to reach 12 years as a church, as a parish, we are thanking God for even as individuals we have seen today, we are bringing our thoughts. So three things we are doing together. Each one of them, we should dance and say, Lord, thank you. Over to the choir. Hallelujah. Shall we rise up, please? Say, I saw the living God, though, every bit devil know. Not true, oh. I saw the living God, though every nobody knows. Say, now you the great, though. I saw the living God, though. I saw the living God, though. If on the devil, though. Say, not true, oh. I saw the living God, though everybody knows. Say, now you the great, I saw the living God, though. Oh, na, na, na. 
For things when he do, he set me up and kept me from falling. Now my life has turned to brand new. Oh, I, 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 let's celebrate all the way. I said, they say, so we're gonna thank the Lord for your message. Thank the Lord for things when he do. He set me up and kept me from falling. Now my life has turned to brand new. Oh, I, I, let's celebrate all the way. We go there, we go there. So we gotta thank the Lord for your message. Thank the Lord for things when He do. He set me up and kept me from falling. Now my life has turned to brand new. Oh, I, I, this Shake body, we go there. Put my hope, I put my hope in your hope. To Jesus, Jesus, you're my transformation. Yes, I know I can stand secure. Jesus, you're my transformation. I put my hope, I put my hope in your hope. I put my hope, I hope in your hope. I have a living hope. I have a I have a future. I say God has a plan for me. Of this I'm sure. Say, 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 I have a living hope. And I have a future. God has a plan for me. Of this I'm sure. Say, Jesus, Jesus. I know, I know, I know, I know. I put my hope, my hope in your holy word. I put 
puts my hope in your holy word. Please let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we are grateful to you for this day. The ninth day, July 2023, it has been by your mercies that we are here today to celebrate this 12th anniversary, to thank you very, very, very much for a seed sown which you watered and which you have made to begin to bear fruit. Thank you very much for all the efforts put into it. Thank you for all the people you chose to use. Thank you for all the watering since these 12 years. Thank you for all the souls you have saved. Thank you for your word you have sent ahead. Thank you for the glory you have revealed. Thank you for the glory ahead also. We thank you also, Lord, for all the helps, all the mercies, all your goodness that we have enjoyed thus far. We are grateful, Father, we are grateful. Eternal God, we are grateful. King of nations, we are grateful. Baba, we are grateful. We are thankful. We bless you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. You are so good, so merciful, so full of compassions for us. Thank you, Lord, for the many, many times you have forgiven us and forgiven us and forgiven us and overlooked all our faults. We give you thanks for answered prayers. Thank you, because in your mercies, in your wisdom, you have done things that have amazed us. So, Lord, we return to you the glory. We return to you the praise. We return to you the thanksgiving. You are the one who has done everything. And, Lord, you have done all things well. Glory and honor to you forever. Please accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Here we are, Lord. At this 12th year juncture, we are looking ahead by your grace. We are asking, Father, for grace, for mercy, for help, for strength, for encouragement, by your Holy Spirit to move ahead and do better and go higher and do greater than we have done in the past 12 years in the name of Jesus. In this year alone, the victory we have recorded in the past 12 years, the rest of this year, this last six months, we will even record higher victories in the name of Jesus. We pray for everyone you have used since inception. Here we remember the Jakande, who was always coming to meet us at the airport. We remember... Um, Brother Ebenezer. Also, I will remember the other one is gone to UK. He was studying mathematics as a PhD student at that time. And then one other brother who joined us is gone to deeper life. All of us we will be meeting in Paddington. We'll be coming together. Sometimes we'll be five, we'll be six, we'll be eight. Later, we became like 10, 12. Hey, we moved from place to place. This is the sixth place 
that has become our our stopping point and where you are also taking off from other parishes when we look at those years when we look at the tears that were shed when we look at the, the, the labor when we look at those students spending time with us in the street spending time with us praying sometimes two or three of us will be the choir I myself am choir at that time we just say, oh Lord, come and teach us. I don't know this song, oh Lord, Holy Spirit, teach us. And you did teach us. You have brought us thus far. We give you all the glory. We pray for those people wherever they are, that a mighty hand will be upon them. Your glory will be upon them. The blessings due them, they will receive. Everyone who has served from that time to this point, Father, let a new glory begin. Amen. Let your power be known upon our lives. Amen. Let your church go from strength to strength. Amen. Let her go from glory to glory. Amen. Every of the parishes that have been started, we pray everywhere they minister, everywhere they reach out to, in Kabulcha, all the places in Gold Coast, and all the places we will yet reach men we come to salvation in the name of Jesus science and wonders we multiply day by day in the name of Jesus as you use us the enemy we find no chance in our lives in Jesus name please Lord promote every one of your children serving now Make our lives bring honor to your name wherever we are. At workplace, in the community, in our families, all over the nations, let your name be glorified. Father, we pray that if you tarry, this time next year, we will look back and see that indeed you have multiplied us. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We lift our offerings unto you, our thanksgiving offerings. We ask that to please receive it and bless us in return. Blessed be your holy name. In your kingdom, O Lord, we and our seed and all your children all over the world, the body of Christ, none of us will be found wanting in your kingdom. Blessed be your holy name. There may be people in this place who have said, oh, I have this prayer point. Nobody says, bring my prayer point. For Lord, you know every heart. Whatever be the desire of everyone that will honor you, please answer to them in Jesus' name. Help us to be like Jesus. Transform us day by day. Let our life bring glory to your name. Have you been impacted by this message? Please share your experience with the pastor of the church either via email info at rccgjesusworshipcenter.org.au or please call plus six one four double six zero six two five eight zero.